I'm not ready to say the three-peat dream is over. I am ready to say that the team we saw yesterday, particularly in the first quarter, that team has to prove offensively and defensively to be playing in Houston in January. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 355 of the Wait and Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and on this episode, you will hear my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, discuss uh, what happened yesterday in the Georgia-South Carolina game. Yes, it was a 24-14 victory, the 20th win in the row, in the row, <laughs> 20th win in a row for Georgia, but uh, that first half was uh, something to talk about, and Tony and Will do indeed talk about it on this post-game podcast. But before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Ryan Strickland of the Strickland Firm Law Firm. And if you have any kind of injuries or if you've ever been seriously injured in an accident, then you might want to call the Strickland Firm. For 20 years, the Strickland Firm has helped people navigate the complicated insurance and legal process. Founding attorney Ryan Strickland, who is a UGA class of 99 and UGA law class of 03, spent the first decade of his practice representing some of the nation's largest companies and insurers, but now he uses that experience only to help those who have been injured by someone else. You can call the Strickland firm at 770-420-9900. Operators are standing by 24-7, and if you're looking online, it's thestricklandfirm.com. Thanks, Ryan, for your support for this season of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. And here's Will to get it all started. Hello, and welcome to the Waiting Since Last Saturday post-game podcast of the South Carolina home game in 2023. I am Will Leach here, as always, with Tony Waller. Also, my son, William Leach, star of the scoreboard, uh, the Jumbotron during the game. He is listening in on this. He was on there five different times. Check the Instagram. We got a picture. There's a telegenic sort, or at least the guys he was with were. Um, 24-14, that was the final score, I believe. Uh, Lots can be said. Uh, Here's my real question for you, Tony. Uh, We'll talk about the second half in a a second. Were you, how concerned were you at halftime? I mean, I, Concern meaning, are we going to lose this game? Or concern meaning, uh, what is what's this pretend for the rest of the season? Because I think those are two different things. Um, if you mean concern for the game, no, I felt like we're going to win. Uh, if I was, con- if you were asking if I was concerned about what this means for the rest of the season, yeah, I think I think t- it's time to time to think of it in those terms. Did the second half absolve any of those concerns? Um, well, I think one of the things I like to s- I, I saw that I was hoping to see, which we saw in the past games, is that uh, defensively, we settled down. Uh, and when we settled down, we made South Carolina not just one-dimensional, not even really great in that one dimension. Um, offensively, I, I think once we... Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to harp on the field goals. I really don't want to harp on the field goals. Like it, You should be scoring touchdowns. But um, once we realized that we could, what what worked in moving the ball, we did so relatively easily, um, and you know, without a whole lot of fancy, without a whole lot of pretense, um, you know. I, look, I, I sent you and Scott a text. I felt like it, we were unambitious, and I wasn't sure if it was back or if it was um, play calling. Right. Um, I, I went back and watched the first half this morning because I want to make sure I felt about the first half the same way. Um, I think it's. I think it's offensive line. I think it's offensive line. South Carolina, it's, I think it's offensive line. 
Like, like Beck, Beck has to do a better job of making his reads, right? Um, for example, on the the pass where we did the little double reverse, the trick play, um, he throws the ball to Bowers. Bowers is a safety blanket. First off, he throws the ball to the sideline shoulder. That If he throws the ball down the seam, Bowers is still running. Second, Jack Saint was open by five steps if he just looks down the field. Um, and that is, uh, he is. You think he's inherently a little conservative? Uh, Beck? Yes. Yeah, I think I think what's been drilled into Beck is that, <laughs> frankly, I think part of the reason he did not start uh, back in UAB and what was that, 21? Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever, whenever it was we played UAB, that's that you know, famously Beck was going to start and then he didn't, is that he, uh, he probably uh, got a little um, antsy with the ball and, threw, and, and tried to make throws he should not be making. Uh, and I think they have coached that out of him to the point where he either he's going to learn to to trust his talent a little talent and other receivers a little bit and you know if he gets yelled at about a throw uh, right now he is absolutely game managing and that's i i don't i don't say that as a um i, I don't say that as a pejorative i say that as a he's doing what's being asked of him which is do not give the game away and i think he um, plays like that and i think even and frankly yeah. even even when he's playing well like, yeah. like, and I don't, I don't mean as, as, as much, I, you're, I'm right. I don't mean as much as an insult as it may sound. I mean, he, I think he was still playing like that in the second half when it was working. Yeah. But I look, do think in the long term, that's good. That, that puts a ceiling on him. It does. I mean, look, he hit 77% of his passes. He made like the throw to Bowers was not great. He missed a throw earlier on like a sideline fade that he, uh, which I thought was good recognition. Gary Daniels did too. He recognized the guy was covered and he threw it as high as high as he could. And his guys took his hand on it. And you know, if that, that ball could be picked in a different world, if Beck doesn't recognize the guy's covered and basically throws a, a pass where only his guy can get his hands on the ball. Um, so, I mean, he's also, I also still think he's a little anxious to get rid of the ball. I think he's, I don't, he's not afraid of getting hit, but that goes back to the offensive line. They are, there is a lot of missed assignments on pass blocking that is just really weird. And the fact that uh, Edwards got stood up on third and one against the South Carolina team where there was a good push, but somebody just jetted past this guy. Um, it's just, it's really, it, it concerns me. Now, having said that, we could be looking back at this. Hey, remember back at the South Carolina game, we we're worried about the offensive line. Sure. The talent's there. I think the talent's there. Um, the great news is, is if you look around college football, no team is really exerting themselves. Um, so I, that, I don't think that changes what uh, Georgia's ceiling is. Uh, but I also think it makes the floor slightly more possible than I would have thought at the beginning of the season. You know, I find myself, because I heard a lot of this, uh, particularly in the, the day like yesterday, where there were a lot of teams that that uh, uh, weren't impressive. And and you thought, wow, like, I think Seth was in drink, uh, pointed out that, like, Georgia didn't look like a national champion yesterday, but no one else did either. And while that's true... You know, we uh, every time Georgia didn't look great last year, we all said, "Well, that's okay because no one else is really stepping up." And anyway, and eventually you have to beat Ohio State. Yeah, like eventually, you like somebody steps up. Like, somebody like that. yeah, yeah, you don't exactly whether it's Michigan State, whether it's, whether it's, sorry, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's whoever Florida State, whoever it is, somebody eventually steps up, and you have to be great. And so that to me is the thing about yesterday is. I while I listen when you're watching Georgia, what you're really doing is saying, listen, the, the goal's a national championship. We all know the goal's a national championship. Do they look like a national championship team? And they don't. And it's a long season left to go. And they didn't have to necessarily look like that yesterday. But I think that's the thing is 
you look at the offense and, you know, I'm curious, I, I'm sure your section is already doing the Bobo grumbles. Like my section is already doing the Bobo grumbles. And at this point, I feel like people started doing it ironically. And now it's like started to like become an actual thing. Do you think, do you think his play calling is conservative? I already heard a lot of like, here comes a Robinson run up the middle, which is weird because I thought we were yelling him for, I thought we were yelling him because he wasn't running the ball enough. Uh, but at a certain level, do you think that, do you, A, do you think he was conservative? B, do you think he was conservative because of Beck, because of the offensive line? And C, do you think this is a permanent condition moving forward? First off, I, I the only place I would say he was conservative was I we need to prove on play third down play calling. There are too many plays that count on post for execution to get the first down. Just too many. Uh bubble screens at the last scrimmage, even on third and four, put, put very frankly, our perimeter blocking specifically from wide receivers um is not where it was last year. Having said that, I thought he called a perfectly fine game. I thought it was a perfectly fine game. There were that's one of the other things I wanted to look at in the first half. Were there plays where guys weren't open and Beck was trying to force? No. There were plays where Beck took first read because they were also open. Uh, and the first read wasn't the home run play. Um, like Dayton Edwards was eaten yesterday. I mean, he had what 125 yards or 110 yards, 111, 12 yards, whatever it was, and was breaking off chunk plays. So yeah, you run Dejon Edwards. I'm not there with Bobo because I I I hear you. It's frustrating we didn't score 40-something points. But having said that, I don't think Bobo's play calling put us in a situation where we were down at halftime and um, needed some needed some help. Uh, with two exceptions, the first is third down play calling, and the second is uh, coaching up uh, and figuring and scheming around some of the blocking deficiencies in the wide receiver court. And the third down play calling becomes into even more stark repose when you can't kick field goals. Well, yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, that I like. I we have got a little spoiled, right? Like Georgia's had really yeah. good kicking, and they don't right now. Of course, everyone all made the joke when the when the student made the field goal at halftime <laughs> to win a thousand dollars. Like, sign him up, get him up there. But seriously, like it changes a lot if Georgia doesn't trust its kicker to make a like a chip shot field goal, let alone like a 41, 45 year old forty five yard field goal. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I and you know, look, it's um, he's a freshman kicker. And he's an eighteen-year-old kid. Like no one wants yeah, to be a jerk. He's about kid. He's saying, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm, it doesn't it hasn't cost us games, and that's great. That's great." I do want to say one thing about defense. Um, I, I, this is my observation based off something my wife said. My wife said it looks like we were playing prevent, especially those first couple of drives. I was like, "That's a great observation because what it looks like to me is young players are still playing like they're in high school, where they're the fastest guy on the field." Still learning coverage, still you know, struggling to get breakthrough, you know, the inevitable picks that don't get called, uh, it, which is fine. That's part of college football. But they uh, the defense definitely improves as it goes on, uh, which is great uh, because I think we're, we're probably going to need that based on the way offense looks right now. Um, and like they had the long opening drive and then they had. Uh, that's the second drive, which we helped them out because of some shoddy tackling. But all the rest of the drives were like three and out, five, you know, 10 yard drives and punt and or, you know, an interception or whatever. I said on the podcast, 14 points wins this game. If Georgia scores 14, we win. I mean, I, I still think we won if we go to overtime. I don't think we <laughs> could handle that. But having said that, we held a team to 14 points, an SEC team to 14 points. Would it have been better if we'd have held them to zero? Yeah, obviously. Would it have been better if we scored 40 something? Yeah, obviously. I'm not ready to say the three-peat dream is over, 
I am ready to say that the team we saw yesterday, particularly in the first quarter, that team has to prove offensively and defensively to be playing in Houston in January. Do you, I want to get into this, we'll get into this a little bit more on the preview show this week, but it does feel to me like I, like the, the defense, I think showed what you needed to show. Like, like the, you could get excited about the defense. The offense eventually came back around, but like there are times you're like, oh, okay, I recognize that defense. Like I've seen that defense before. Like there were, there were those moments. I'm not sure I saw those much in the offense. My concern is that same thing you're talking about. My concern is actually, like you said, not about the floor. It's about the ceiling. Is yeah. this offense ever going like, for what it's worth, we've talked about this before. Is this this is the first time I think anyone can remember that Georgia doesn't really have any running back NFL prospects or at least top shelf sort of guys. Uh, there are wide receiver guys, but part of this also too is that like Bowers hasn't gone off yet, and I think a lot of people have the idea like maybe Georgia has doesn't have this top shelf superstar power they've had, but like Bowers is an All American potential, even Heisman sort of dude. He hasn't gone off yet, and I wonder if that's thing too. We we haven't seen that Bowers break three tackles on a sixty yard pass. So on that is, I feel like we would feel a lot better about the offense if we'd seen that once or twice. Yeah, I think that's probably, I think that's probably right. Um, and, and you have to give some teams credit; they know that about George's offense and about Bowers. And I mean, he he's toting a lot of double teams, which you know maybe that goes back to Bobo. Maybe knowing that we should be able to scheme a few more plays where you know there's misdirection to hours but again that also gets back to quarterback execution you have to be willing to to stand in the pocket a little bit i mean that's the other thing that and this is something a lot of people have noted uh beck is a different quarterback than stetson bennett right stetson bennett was absolutely someone that would could freelance and make it happen beck is absolutely not comfortable in that role i mean he is a he is a legit drop back scan the field keep your feet kind of active, but not all over the place. But also he's not the guy that's going to roll out and try to hit somebody, try to make something happen, right? He's not, he's not a Brett Favre, um, which is fine because he obviously, the obviously he was highly ready to recruit. And obviously the coaches who won two national championships in a row feel like uh, he is the guy that gives us the best chance to get there. It's just, there's got to be improvement. One thing about the vibe of the crowd, uh, one thing you could not say, that place was roaring yesterday. <laughs> that place was really loud yesterday. And there were some boos at the end of the first half. And I, frankly, I think those, I, I, I do not understand the don't boo your own team crowd. Like they played, they, people were very, like the crowd brought it. Like this was not, you heard all the comparisons to 2019 South Carolina. The, the crowd was not 2019 South Carolina. It was hopping Ooh. there yesterday. Yeah, it, it was bumping. It was you're right. It was bumping. And I am I don't personally boo. I absolutely I also don't, don't boo. boo. I also don't boo, I, but I do not begrudge booing. Yes, but I also do not boo individual plays. Like the I heard a couple people booing the the 18-year-old kicker. Um that's just sorry, that's just not my ethos, but you know, you do you. Um but also there were fewer people making me miserable with complaining about stuff in the stands, which I was Happy with, uh, so I, I guess you know, my small, small miracles, small miracles. It's also so twenty. I guess uh, winning twenty games in a row has got to get you something. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> but hey, uh, speaking of looking around, you saw Mizzou pulled off an incredible mm-hmm. sixty-one yard field goal um, to beat Kansas State. Um, Florida, everyone's like, but, but Florida State, Florida State struggled against probably the worst Power Five team. Uh, and Boston College. Um, and then, you know, when looked particularly inspiring, Texas in who, whatever jabroni they were playing, were tied at halftime. And 
Um, I don't think Texas really blew them away. Um, so, in in <laughs> by the way, Alabama's like also we're not going back to Tampa. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you know, here's Alabama Mississippi is going to be fun next week. That's going to be quite. Yeah. A, that's going to be quite a fun one next week. Yeah, I think that is uh, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, which you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we have a sponsor for these uh, these post game shows, don't we? Yes, we do. I, Will, I'm glad you reminded me. We do appreciate Ryan Strickland, the Strickland Law Firm in Marietta. Appreciate his support this season. The Strickland Firm's support. Uh, get yourself in a situation where you need someone to help you out with uh, with an injury. Uh, please reach out to to Ryan Strickland and them. Um, so, thanks for reminding me on that. I was so ramped up about uh, field goal kickers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again, like, listen, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, when it comes to the boo thing, like, I'm not a moralist about booing. I don't boo. I'm really not a booer. <laughs> like, like I, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine me having a circumstance where I'm actively, I don't even like to boo refs. Like, I'm just not really a booer, but I do not begrudge. You know how much it costs to go to a freaking Georgia football game? Like, I, 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 I you're a consumer. I, I do not begrudge booing. I don't. Yeah. I, I boo I people using the port of John when there's a flush toilet available. That's what yeah, I do. That, I, I, that, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but uh, general, uh, uh, so we'll get into a lot when we do the preview show. Though I will not, this will be the one game of the year I will not be at this year. I will not be at the UAB game. Not, it's all, frankly with a night game. It's I think it's going to be kind of wild, uh, uh, well, kind of a wild vibe anyway. But uh, this will be the end of It'll be the end of the stretch, the four home game stretch for all the talk in the off season about, uh, oh, what, what a, what a dregs it's going to be those four home games. I, I feel like they've been kind of fun. Yeah, no, I, I think in the way the schedules worked out, it's been really cool, right? We had a late game to kick off the, the warmest game of the season. The noon game was hot, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and rain held off unlike yesterday, but still three 30 kickoff. We were able to get through the tailgate without everything getting soaking wet. Um, so, you know, that's, then you have a night game to wrap it up. Uh, so I, I thought it was a pretty, pretty decent five yesterday. Speaking of uh, game times, let's make our make your prediction for the Georgia at Auburn game on September thirtieth. Georgia at Auburn. Uh, I will be in Lincoln, Nebraska, with young William Leach. Say hello, William Leach. Hello. We will be in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, so we will find out the time of that game as well. But Georgia at Auburn. What time are you guessing? Yeah, so I mean, I think it's pretty clear LSU Ole Miss will be the um, CBS game of the week, which leaves a lot of interesting options for ESPN to pick up in kind of their time slots. Um, I, I, I said on the blog that I thought it would be a noon kickoff, Georgia versus Auburn at noon on the ESPN. I'm, I'm still leaning that way, although I, I could absolutely see this being a night game with South Carolina, Tennessee being the ESPN kickoff. I'm, I guess it's possible, although with Tennessee losing, I think it, it, that makes it a little more likely that game could be like an ESPN two at noon. Um, by the way, Florida beat Tennessee, y'all. Yes. Um, I was about to, about about to back, shut that out. Back. Just, uh, just thought you should know, but I, I still, I'm still leaning towards noon, right? This second okay. noon only. Or 11 a.m. local. 11 a.m. in Auburn. <laughs> in Auburn and in Lincoln, Nebraska, for that matter. Uh, all right, Tony, well, we will do, uh, we I, we will talk more about that Florida-Tennessee game and kind of what that means moving forward when we preview the UAB this game, uh, UAB this week. Trent Dilfer, it's Dilfer, we're in Dilfer country next week. Yeah, I can't, can't, it's going to be interesting to watch that. Yes, uh, to say the least. But uh, all right, uh, Tony, have a good one. We will preview uh, Tuesday night. We'll preview Il- uh, Illinois. I don't want to talk about Illinois. I don't even, know, they don't even play sports anymore. We'll preview Georgia UAB uh, next week. Uh, Tony, have a good one. I'll see you on Tuesday. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs.
And thanks so much for listening. Will, Tony, and I will be back previewing the Georgia UAB night game on Tuesday of this coming week. So look for a publishing date of Wednesday morning. Great vibe yesterday in Sanford Stadium. And hey, we're 3-0. and A lot of other teams are not. We'll see you on campus next week for a night game in Sanford Stadium. And as always, go dogs.